In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Last night after Vespers, I was asked a question by somebody, what, what is this feast? What's going on? I don't quite understand. And I gave a summary as best as I could in a few minutes. And I figure that might be good enough for a homily here, so I can try to explain very briefly what's going on and why this feast is so important. So if we go back to the creation of mankind in the book of Genesis, we see that what God created was good, and then he creates man, and it's very good, very good. And man is created in the image and likeness of God, and he was planted in the garden of paradise and the garden of Eden to have communion with God. The Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ, walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. They had a very intimate communion, and man partook of the tree of life. Then, through mankind's sinfulness, we fell away from that communion with God, were expelled from the garden, and then were living at a distance from God. Not that God moved, but we moved, right? We lost that communion with him. And so in the fullness of time, God himself took on human nature. He was enfleshed and he came and he dwelt among us, right? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then... After living on earth for 33 years, he suffered, he was crucified, and he died. And through the cross, through his death, he descended to Hades, and he freed the captives who were stuck in the bondage of Hades, and he freed us from the bondage of sin and death. This feast of Pascha takes us from being subhuman, where we were living for so long, Um, until the coming of Christ, the feast of Pascha takes us from being subhuman to being human. He raises us from the grave back up to earth. And then the feast of the ascension raises human nature from earth into heaven and completes the reunification of mankind with God. As we heard in the gospel, Christ truly was man. He had a body. He had a resurrected body, but he was still eating and drinking, not out of necessity, but simply to show that he wasn't a ghost, that he wasn't an apparition. And as Father Sergius said, whatever he ate went up into heaven with him, right? The fish, the honeycomb, the hummus, the pita bread, like it's all there. It's all there with him in heaven. And he ascends into heaven in bodily form to enthrone our human nature at the right hand of the Father. Remember that Christ himself in his divinity never left the right hand of the Father. St. Paul says he emptied himself and dwelt among men, but that emptying of himself doesn't mean he abandoned his divinity or he abandoned the Father No, that means he humbled himself and he took on our human nature. Remember, we sing on Holy Thursday, um, 
he who hung the earth upon the waters is hung upon a tree, right? Like he remained while walking on water in the flesh. He was upholding every molecule of that water in his divinity. Never stopped being God, right? But Christ takes with him in his ascension our human nature. And because we all share the same human nature with him, a body, a mortal body, and a rational soul, that means the gates to the kingdom of heaven have been fully reopened for us, and we have no excuse. We have no excuse any longer to pursue the kingdom of heaven. We can't blame it on sin. We can't blame it on death. We can't say that there's this obstacle or that obstacle in our way. The choice is fully up to us to pursue the kingdom of heaven because Christ has overcome and smashed every obstacle standing in our way to take us back to the Father. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. And we see this very clearly in the Feast of the Ascension. So, while the Feast of Pascha is the feast of our recreation as humans, again, we go from being subhuman to being human again in the Feast of the Resurrection, The Feast of the Ascension is the feast of our deification, of our sanctification, of our full uniting with God and our becoming by grace what He is by nature. We go from being human to being above human, uber-human, even superhuman, but it's not like Superman, it's actually like the God-man. This is the Feast of the Ascension. This is the importance of this feast. This is the feast of our deification and of our salvation. And it completes the circle. It completes the circle. The feast of Pentecost for which we are waiting in 10 days is the feast of the coming of the Holy Spirit which empowers us to pursue the kingdom of heaven and to live out the witness of the gospel on this earth. But the ascension is the final goal. It's the final bar. And Father Lazarus, more a blessed memory, he used to tell people at St. John's before he died, when I die, I just want to go up like a bubble without any trouble. Well, in the Feast of the Ascension, we see Christ ascending in glory. And what does it look like? A bubble of glory, right? That's how we want to go. We want to be so full of God's grace in our life And so holy that we just rise above all the toils and travails and hardships. And we rise above all the demons that come for us at the time of our death. And we just float up like with the angels, like Christ, into the kingdom of heaven. This is the Feast of the Ascension. And I want to point out one very major liturgical reference to the Feast of the Ascension. So coming up after Holy Communion... After the people receive communion, the priest turns back to the altar and puts all the remaining particles from the discos into the chalice. All the commemorations of the saints and the living and the departed, they all go into the chalice. And then after that, after that, um, the priest turns around and elevates the chalice and says, always, now, and ever, and unto ages of ages, Amen. That elevation of the chalice is a reference to the ascension. We actually don't say, blessed is our God. They do in the Russian tradition. 
But in the Byzantine tradition, you don't say, blessed is our God. You simply elevate the chalice, which still has the remaining body and blood of our Lord, and the fullness of the church through the commemoration of those saints and the living and the departed. The whole church is there. And it's being elevated. It's a reference to the ascension. Because when Christ takes our human nature up into heaven, he takes the church with him. Because you can't have the head separated from the body. The body, the body of Christ, the church, has to be where the head is. Right? So, this is the feast of the ascension. And this is also why at that moment when the chalice is elevated, the people are supposed to make a bow out of humility and reverence and acknowledgement of what's going on. We don't just stand, I mean, we should be in awe and wonder, but we don't stand gawking, right? We should bow our heads in humility because the whole church is being elevated up into the heavens always, now and forever, and forever. And this is our hope. Pascha opens for us the gates of paradise, and the Feast of the Ascension takes us into paradise. This is a beautiful feast, and this is a feast of our salvation. To Christ our God, the Ascended Lord, be glory, honor, and worship together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our midst.